Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Daring stylish sporty, the 2023 sedan family from Mercedes-Benz. Check them out, mbusa.com. A lot of NFL this week. Aaron Rodgers, we think, transitioning eventually to the New York Jets. Lamar Jackson's contract, it's on hold. We don't know what they're doing. Uh, The New England Patriots, so popular, so discussed. And then Tom Brady left. Where are they now? Ben Volan, Patriots writer for the Globe for years, covered the league for 15 So they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, and my takeaway was this is what they used to do to other teams. They'd bring a guy in in a short contract, incentive-laden. He hits, they let him go. Juju tends to be, you know, brand-obsessed. I mean, our government may get rid of the TikTok, so I don't know where that stands. But he's been a guy that's been distracted. He doesn't separate from others. Uh, You know, my takeaway is signing him to a three-year deal. Kansas City pulled a Patriot. Incentives, productive, see ya. Little surprised at all by Juju Smith's contract and the length of it. Yeah, let the other team pay him the real contract. Which right, the Patriots did. That's the new reality for the Patriots. It was just two years ago uh, that they went out and bought uh, a whole bunch of free agents: Hunter Henry, Johnu Smith, Nelson Aguilar, Matthew Judon. Judon was great. Uh, Henry's okay. The other guys didn't really work out so well. Um, so, but this is the Patriots' reality now in in the post Tom Brady era. They have to be the highest bidder to get some of these free agents and, and their drafting hasn't been great. So they've needed to go out and sign these free agents. I, I like the Smith Schuster signing. I, I think it is an upgrade over Jacoby Myers gives you a little more physicality, a little more quickness yards after the catch ability uh, than what Myers provided you uh, for, for a few years, but you're taking a risk of course, with the chemistry and, and can Juju Smith Schuster get on, on board with the Patriots offense quickly. That's been a problem here in new England in the past. So there's some risk, my overall takeaway, Colin, is I, I like the move, but if this is it, then the Patriots are in trouble because this is not the, the move that the Patriots really need, 
which is to get an elite number one receiver, sign someone like Odell Beckham Jr. or make a big trade for a Jerry Judy or a T. Higgins. They need to go get a game breaker. I, I like Smith Schuster. I like going out getting Mike Gesicki. I think they have some good pieces. I still think they're missing that game breaker on offense. By the way, is has there been any disconnect Belichick and Robert Kraft? Um, I mean, let's let's just be honest. Kraft was always closer to Brady. They don't win as much without Brady. Is there a little disconnect? I do think you've seen a little bit of the disconnect crop up this offseason. And I don't know if it's disconnect as much as it is Robert Kraft and the Kraft family kind of taking control. And I think you're seeing that the Bill O'Brien hire. Uh, Rob Gronkowski had an interesting comment last week where he kept saying they paid him head coach money, Bill O'Brien, to, to get him to come and be offensive coordinator. That's only a decision that the owner is making to pay him the, the big contract. And the last time they did that was with Josh McDaniels to get him to not go to the Colts. That was another owner decision. Uh, you, you saw the Patriots, they released a letter the day after the season from the Crafts to all the season ticket holders saying no one is satisfied and we're going to re-examine all as aspects of the organization. They announced via press release that, yes, we're going to be hiring – uh, interviewing and hiring a real offensive coordinator this year. No, no more of this Matt Patricia experiment. And they go out and get Bill O'Brien, who I believe was more of an ownership decision than a Bill Belichick decision. So I think what you're seeing is the Crafts rolling up their sleeves and taking charge a little bit more this offseason. And Belichick, look, we all have bosses. We all have people we have to answer to, and, and I think he doesn't really want to go anywhere. So I think that's kind of the dynamic that you're seeing right now in New England. You know, it's interesting, Ben. Uh, Belichick and he deserves credit, but he foisted on these average young quarterbacks in division forever. Well, now he can't even force Josh Allen to punt. Tua has played well against him, and Aaron Rodgers would be a game-changer. Is that not only did he lose Brady, but there's stability or excellence between the coaches and the quarterbacks, which there wasn't for 20 years. The Jets were in chaos. Rex Ryan years, um, uh, the exception that this happens all the time in business, it happens in other sports, is that the culture's changed. They don't get, they don't get value on guys because Brady's not there, so guys don't take pay cuts. They overspend, not get value. And frankly, they, they may, if Aaron Rodgers signs, have the least talented quarterback in now a quarterback league. Like, the world's changed, and, and it's very obvious Right, that from the outside, that's what it feels like—a cultural shift in the sport and in the division—and they're now fourth in a lot of areas, like offensive skill people. Colin, I think you're right on. And uh, my colleague Dan Shaughnessy has a phrase. He he always said that the Patriots would just beat up on the tomato cans of the AFC East: the Dolphins, the Bills, the Jets. For nearly 20 years, those franchises just couldn't get it right at quarterback. You mentioned the Rex Ryan years in New York. That was about it. Otherwise, you know, Tom Brady and Belichick were like 32-3 and three against the Buffalo Bills, just constantly beating <laughs> up on these teams who could never find a quarterback and never figure out the real answer. And I don't think it's that bad for the Patriots, but they have become the tomato can the last yeah. couple of years. You've said it. They can't, they can't force Josh Allen to punt. Now they're going to have to face Aaron Rodgers and the Jets twice this year, assuming the trade goes through. And I think that makes the Jets very dangerous because they, I think, had an excellent roster and a very good defense especially. And now you have Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and then, you know, Tua, I, I still think there's something for him to prove. But that offense, you can't deny the production they had last year. And I think the Patriots are looking at a scenario right now where they probably have the worst quarterback in the division in Mac Jones. And this is a huge 
prove-it year now for Mac coming up in year three. He's got a, a real offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien. I do believe they're kind of upgrading the weapons around him. Though, Like I said, I'd, I'd like to see another receiver come in for the Patriots. Um, but Mac Jones, I, I think now it's, it's all on him, and he's got a lot to prove that he is capable of leading the Patriots and being a franchise uh, quarterback and not just – make the playoffs, but but make the Patriots really competitive with the other teams in their division, which suddenly is looking like the toughest division in football. You used to cover the Florida Gators and the Dolphins. Miami again takes Braxton Berrios from the Jets. They go get Jalen Ramsey. It is a star-driven town. Ramsey's a big hit. It's a distracted beach town. It's an event town, so stars do matter there. What did you make of that move for Ramsey? Did it feel like a Dolphin move to you? Yeah, well, just because they're all in, and, and I love that the Dolphins are all in. I thought they took the tanking thing too far under Brian Flores, where they really tore the team down to the studs and collected all these draft picks. You, you don't necessarily have to go that far in today's NFL, so I love seeing them do the opposite. They realize they've got a short window here with Tua on a cheap contract. Uh, they've got you know Tyreek Hill and Waddle and all these guys. Like, Let's strike now, so I love going out and getting Jalen Ramsey. Uh, and the defensive coordinator, too, uh, Vic Fangio. I think that's a tremendous hire for them. Uh, the Dolphins, their defense was only middle of the pack last year, maybe even a little bit worse than that. So to get one of the better offensive uh, defensive coordinators out there, to get a shutdown corner, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, I still think those are two of the best in the NFL. Love what the Dolphins are doing. They're going all in. They're, they're striking while it's hot. The draft picks don't mean as much for them right now. Going for it. Uh, and it's the total opposite of what they were doing just a few years ago. So good to see them finally going for it. Ben Volan covers the Patriots. Uh, Boston Globe covered this league since 07. Good seeing you again on a Friday. Have a nice uh, wintry weekend, bud. All right. Thanks, Colin. You bet. Um, Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Raiders' Jimmy Garoppolo deal was official. There were some rumors out there last night it wasn't official. Did he pass the physical? I couldn't figure out what it was. I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders are officially official. So it's all good. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. I saw some of that speculation. It was, I think it was Jets fans driving it. Well, what? Maybe Jimmy G can hit the market. You know, they need leverage I, so badly. I couldn't, I, I thought, I thought it was either a, a money issue, which the Raiders are one of the poorest ownership groups, mm-hmm. uh, or they couldn't write a check big enough, or it was a physical thing with his injuries, but it got cleared up today. Oh, good. Yep. All right. Let's start with Dan Campbell. And those pesky Detroit Lions, 9-8 and eight last year, beat the Packers on the final night of the season. Uh, but they did miss the playoffs. They also prevented Green Bay from making it. Yeah. Uh, according to new cornerback Cam Sutton, Dan Campbell has become a draw for prospective free agents. Now, that's a new one. Here's what he had to say. Seeing what he's been doing around the league, and it's exhilarating, man. Like, guys love this guy. Yeah, guys, he's not just a... Not just of me speaking, but you you see this far, far spread around the league. You know what I mean? Guys want to play for him. Guys want to, uh, you know, just love his energy and just everything that he brings to the game. And um, he's he's, pass- he's going to be always passionate about what he does. You know, that's you, you need that. You know, you need someone who's going to be head over heels and just, a, again, just trying to push you in the right direction and, and see the best for yourself. I Listen, he's an offensive coach, so he's on the right side of the ball. And in that trade, he got a more than competent quarterback. And in the front off, I feel like Detroit is a classic team. They've got an elite coordinator, a capable quarterback. The front office has drafted really well. And they've kind of taken the goofy ownership out of it. I don't think it's just a Dan Campbell story. I, I th- if you look at their last two to three drafts, they've been really strong. Jeff Okuda appears to be a miss. Well, he had a major injury. But yeah. yeah. But I mean, if, if I think they have an elite quarter, cor- uh, coordinator and they paid him big money. And then it's Dan Campbell's motivation. And then it's a front office that's been very clever. I never thought. I watched every single Amaron St. Brown college game. I didn't think he'd be this good of a pro. No, I don't think anyone did. <laughs> so they, you you got to give them. That offense has got. For them to be able to give up Hawkins in the tight end and still be dynamic offensively, this team has guts. The front office has some courage here. A lot of people wouldn't be willing to take the heat because Hawkinson was a very good tight end, and they moved him in division. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, the Dan Campbell hiring was kind of made fun of throughout the league. Right? Oh, he's thought- like a rah-rah guy. Nobody thinks of him as an X's and O's wizard. But according to Cam Sutton, it sounds like maybe that works. Hey, you've got your rah-rah coach who's full of energy, he's got, got the team fired up, and then you've got your great offensive yeah. coordinator and the defensive coordinator handle their jobs. Maybe this potentially could be a new formula for some teams. It could be, but they didn't make the playoffs. That that should be noted. They didn't make the playoffs. What was but, this, year, year two with Campbell? Yeah, but I do feel like trading Matt Stafford, getting those picks, hitting on those picks. You know, it's like I say, Green Bay. If you move off Aaron and you end up getting a first, and then they pick up some of his contract, that's yeah. it. But you end up getting Jordan Addison. And, and another pick. And Jordan ends up becoming a 60-catch, four-touchdown guy as a rookie because he's a very refined player. He's not going to take time. And Christian Watson's emerging. And all of a sudden, you look up and you don't miss Aaron as much. Like, when you get those picks like Detroit did for Stafford and you hit on them with, like, 
a great tackle or a great pass rusher or great this or great that, whatever their picks were, it it, it makes the Jared Goff playing with two home run draft picks can suddenly look a lot closer to Matt Stafford, a team that doesn't have draft picks, loses O lineman, and then he's running for his life and gets banged up. How about this? Uh, Dan Campbell could be, could be a, a not a, I don't want to say a poor man, but like a light version of Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, who is an awesome coach when it comes to getting the team up to play teams. Personnel, yeah. motivation. I think that's fair. There's something there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think that's how we look. A man's man, kind of a physical stature. Like, Mike Vrabel's got that as well. Like, they're just like physical guys. There's players. Players look at Campbell, Tomlin, and, and Vrabel, and it's like like a, a peer, right? It's, it's not like a coach. Yeah. And I think there's value in that. And I think Tomlin's a really good comp on that. All right, next up is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, according to a report, the Ravens, Chiefs, and Cowboys are interested in OBJ, but another report says Odell is looking for a multi-year deal. Yeah. That sounds a little strange. Saquon Barkley also replied to a video of OBJ's workout saying, he's still that guy. To which Odell replied, tell Giants GM Joe Shane to call my agent. I got more expletive left to do. I heard this workout was good. Oh, yeah. against air. Yeah. Well, I mean... He's running around in a field catching passes shirtless. Well, Come on, dude. Do you think Odell Beckham would be a productive player if you put him on the Giants. Not the Giants. Let's say put him on... Here's my concern. You you can't put him on a medium to bad team because right. he will take up too much oxygen. With the Rams, he was... Like, the, the reporters are not running to Odell Beckham Jr. for a right. quote with the Rams because they got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford, Cooper... Like, they have leaders on that team. Who are the leaders on the Giants? Daniel Jones, like, well, barely not, talks. They're not bringing him back. I'm, That's I'm, what I'm saying, yeah. But if you put him on New England... With accurate Mac Jones, mm. I don't think he'd want to go there. Okay, all right. Let me throw me. So, throw me so some. these teams are Ravens, Chiefs, and Cowboys. Uh, uh, listen, Kansas City Chiefs just slide it. I mean, they could take Kadarius Tony, <laughs> who was a bit spotty off the field, and then boom, he's a model citizen and crushing it. Um, I think anybody yeah. could work with the Chiefs. You got Andy Reid, no, right? Do you think uh, with Kansas City, sixty-five catches, six touchdowns? Yeah, but they're not giving him a multi-year deal. No, but I'm right? saying he'd be. I, I still contend he could be productive. I don't know. There's, sixty-five might be high because they spread it around. They got MBS, right. Tony, that's true. You know, that's true. Kelsey, um, but he I, he's still a playmaker. He still gets open. He, but is he going to be happy with a two-catch game followed by a one-catch? I think if he's winning, if you go look at LSU, when he's winning, he's fine. In, in And with the Rams, he was making big catches. He wasn't making it. Cooper Cup was the volume guy. But at 30, how many more contracts with his injury? No, this is it. This is it. Right, so, so he doesn't want like a one-year, $6 million right. dollar deal because he's like... I would, I would consider giving him a two-year deal. at a, at a re, I'm not giving him $20 million per. But I, but I will say this. I'm not building my franchise. I mean, if I was the Rams and had money, I'd consider bringing the Mac again. I mean, Cooper Cup's your volume guy. If you had money, though, they don't. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah they don't. But if, if I had some, yeah, I mean, he's still productive. I just, you're going to get 14 games out of him. You're not getting 17. You may get 13, but he's productive. That part I don't doubt. Final story. Colin, I remember when this guy was a fixture on your show, but... Ben Simmons. What was the last time you said his name? He has been out of action since February 15th. No, useless. Dealing with knee and back issues. Oh, God. With his injury history, the New York media asked Coach Jacques Vaughn whether they're going to sit Simmons for the rest of the year, and the Nets are going to be in the playoffs. Here's Jacques Vaughn on fading Ben Simmons. There's zero uh, discussions about him uh, 
not playing. Like, we expect him to be back, waiting for him to be back. Uh, watching last Sacramento game, it was great to see him and his uh, physicality versus Sabonis last time. So looking forward to, to seeing that again for sure. Yeah, no setbacks. He's progressing. So uh, great to see him. Uh, he's doing some work on court right now. So um, as more updates come, I'll, I'll definitely give them to you guys. But uh, good to see him. Good to see him back on court getting some work in. I what a waste of talent. All-time bust. Perplexing stories. Uh, I'm looking at the standings. The Nets are currently sixth. They would face the Sixers <laughs> in the first round. Listen, if that series happens, Ben Simmons ain't playing. He's not going to Philly for a series. I, he's a little fragile. I, I feel bad for the guy. He's just, I defended him on this show for years. I said I would build around him over and beat. I, I own it. I was way wrong on Ben Simmons. I think a lot of people were. I think a lot of people were. You can't overcome indifference. He was like coming out of LSU, 6'9, 6'10 point guard, vision. They're like, oh yeah, this has Magic Johnson type yeah, caliber. He's, he's like, a that's great defender set. and a great distributor who could close at the rim. He looks like a. It's all above the shoulders with him. It's not about his his talent, his prototype. It's Magic, but a but a much better defender. Oh yeah, Magic that could play defense. J Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The herd lie news. That whole Duke thing. If Duke wins this tournament, people are going to freak out. Tom Izzo win today? Tom Izzo did get the dub over USC. How many years in a row? 20 years in a row they made a tournament or something like that? It's a lar- large number. Yeah. Uh, Xavier is in a dogfight with a uh, bad team right now, but uh, they'll pull it out. You know, it's um, getting to the tournament, the Big Ten doesn't win a lot of these things. They, they have good brands, produce a good basketball. Michigan State's the best Big Ten basketball brand, right? Izzo and Michigan State. Michigan, That's the, yeah, Michigan State. But Michigan State's the bigger basketball Indiana. school. Yeah, it used to be. What are the what are the what are the half dozen biggest college basketball brands in the country? It's Duke one, Kansas two, Kentucky three, UCLA, North Carolina, North Carolina four, mm, Michigan State, UCLA, Arizona. Well, I, I, like, Arizona by the way, Villanova. Gonzaga. Well, when they had Jay Wright. Gonzaga's I mean, a top seven or eight, aren't they? In the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Well, but... well that's what we're talking about here. Okay. Well, then, yeah. the, Okay, let's say this. Last decade. Let's do 10 years. Everybody can Why remember. Why don't we do this century since 2000? Right? Give it a I little. I can't remember that far back. I can remember 10 years. Okay. No, well, Villanova's, Villanova's absolutely in there. Been in there. Awesome. So in, in the last, So the last 10 years, that's, that's a long, that's 10 tournaments. So okay. Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, Gonzaga, Arizona. Well, Virginia has a title in Michigan that State, Villanova. I'm not putting them in order. Syracuse. Last decade. I think you have to consider Baylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baylor's got to be like nine or ten. Well, Scott Drew's good. By the way, Baylor in a tough matchup, losing at the half to UCSB, a team from out here. Baylor, Baylor's not a strong team this year. I, no, I watched them twice. They're, I could, I could hang ten or fifteen on Baylor. I'm a shooter. <laughs> Baylor can't defend the, they can't defend the perimeter. Okay, uh, um, that's a joke. People, settle down. Cowherd's waiting to feed, uh, feed me a lie. Go ahead, I see it. <laughs> you not, want a fire? Go ahead. No, no, no. Has Duke <laughs> won the championship yet? That's it's all official. I care about. They just captured it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport 
and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotto Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Ramona Shelburne reports Clutch Sports, LeBron, Rich Paul, they bailed on. They've cut ties with Ben Simmons. Mutually agreed to part ways. Yeah. Remember when they were defending him at every turn? I defended him for years, man. I knew some guys out here in L.A. who were in his circle. They're like, this guy's so talented and just didn't pan out. Yeah, I mean, agents tend to like players who are willing to play. Kind of helps. So I didn't, you know, it's one of those, I understand agents' job, but Ben Simmons is a nightmare. It's like a complete, utter bust. You cannot solve indifferent. All right, we call it tomorrow's headlines today. Jason McIntyre will give you the former newspaper guy who kicked that career to the curb, and now he makes big, bold predictions through headlines. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow's headlines today. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets next year. What's the headline? I've been very sour on Rodgers to the Jets, but I'm warming up to it, getting enough outside noise from friends, people I trust. The headline will be... Hello, darkness, my old friend. Jets make the playoffs once again. They're back, baby. Colin, (laughs) listen, I just looked at this last year. You'll be surprised. They lost games by five to the Patriots, seven to the Patriots on that punt return, five to Minnesota, eight to Buffalo, three to Detroit, five to Miami. Six one-score games they lost. They went three and six in one-score games with quarterbacks that, you know, uh, we're talking about Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, et cetera. Now you're getting 
a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. I know he's coming off his worst year in about a decade, but the skill position players, a healthy Brees Hall, AVT back on the offensive line, they may try him at left tackle, right? I don't know if he's built built for left tackle, but maybe right tackle. And of course, you got Garrett Wilson on the outside with Alan Lazard, Elijah Moore. The pieces are in place for the Jets to have an 11-win season. Now, I know the schedule may, we'll see how it falls with road trips and such, but this team, talent-wise, if Rodgers buys in and he's motivated, as and uh, Mr. Breer said yesterday on the show, if Rodgers is motivated, just keep an eye on the Jets being an 11-win team. Tomorrow's headlines today. What's it going to be the headline for Jordan Love and the Packers next season? So I'm not just doing this to needle you, but the headline will be, it ain't easy, be it cheesy. Love melts down. I don't see it, Colin. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at everything from Jordan Love. This is a guy who led college football in interceptions when he was coming out. Again, if he were so good, wouldn't he be in on the field? Wouldn't they have put him out there? At some point, or maybe shoved Rodgers out, not giving him the big deal. I just don't see it with love. You got young receivers. Offensive line's aging. Uh, we'll see what happens with Bakhtiari and some of those guys. The defense underperformed last year. And now, let's remember, for the first time, LaFleur does not have a Hall of Famer to lead him in the huddle every day. LaFleur had Rodgers. I know, gassed up LaFleur. Kevin Clark sat here from the ringer. Oh, LaFleur wrote great stories about him. Let's see what it's like, life, without a Hall of Famer. Why don't you go ask Belichick how that's working out? Interesting. Over-under is only seven and a half. You could be right. Tomorrow's headlines today. Off-season headline for the enigmatic Lamar Jackson. Enigmatic is a good... That's a SAT word here on a Friday in the Power Hour. Yeah. The headline will be parental advisory, explicit contract. Colts give Lamar good rating. I'm trying to speak it into existence. I don't want him to not play next season. Can the Colts throw a Hail Mary? Can Shane Steichen get his guy, his new Jalen Hurts? They got Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in the league who had a brutal season. Um, They don't really have a great receiving core. Michael Pittman, they can't really upgrade it once you give Lamar the big contract, but you put Lamar Jackson on turf, Colin? That is a show that you got to see. That's a good point. And remember, the Colts, since losing Andrew Luck, I think it's just been a revolving door of quarterbacks starting in week one. I trust Steichen as an offensive guy. I think the defense leaves a lot to be desired. I don't know how Lamar would feel going to Indy, but indoors with Jonathan Taylor, the offensive line's not terrible. It's got some pieces. Colts and Lamar make it happen. That's interesting. Uh, Let's... Let's shift gears and pivot to the NBA. Tomorrow's headlines today. Headline for the NBA's most valuable player. Yeah, you love this guy. You just love talking about his uh, how skilled he is, how he stats, stuffs the stat sheet. The headline will be, Say It Ain't Sokic, Third Time's a Charm for Nikola. Look at that. On, on St. Patrick's Day, they got him uh, uh, in the leprechaun outfit. Listen, the numbers don't lie. The Nuggets have been at the top of the Western Division, Western Conference for what, like four months now, Colin? Yeah, he 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 did it without uh, Jamal Murray. Porter has been in and out of the lineup. He's the one constant that Denver's had. He's averaging a triple double. He has established himself by far as one of the superior players at his position ever. Three straight MVP awards would really cement him as like a top ten center to ever play the game. I know he doesn't have a title. Maybe that's coming this year. I have Denver going to the finals out of the West. Oh, boy. I will say this. Between Katie's injury, Andrew Wiggins not playing, Clippers' dysfunction. The door is open. This uh, has to be the year. I said last Friday when I hosted, Well, 
The most pressure is on him of any player in the NBA in this postseason. Yeah, I mean, Dallas, Dallas had a year like this where they got through, you know, the Spurs, the Lakers, the historic guy, the, the Dirk Nowitzki oh, to right. the finals. Yes, yes, You have these weird years that, you know, the doors open for you. Got and a, a little, little lucky against LeBron in the finals. The, well, I mean, he had a meltdown that we still, people still don't know what happened. Yeah, the top of the West is wide open. Tomorrow's headlines today. A lot of uncertainty with the Lakers. What's the headline going to be for this storied franchise? Well, the story hasn't been good lately. And Brian Windhorst saying earlier that LeBron may not come back during the regular season. Not good news. The headline will be no ring circus. Lakers get clowned (laughs) after ringleader returns. And the fall guy is obviously going to be Anthony Davis. Because if he can't play every day to get this team to the playoffs, I mean, he's got to put them on his back and drag them there so LeBron can swoop in and save the day like Superman. It's It's a tall ask for Anthony Davis, but... Isn't he a franchise? He was a franchise player in New Orleans, got them to the playoffs. Now you're just saying, hey, can you just elevate everybody? Can you elevate Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Beasley, the shooter? Like, you've got to do it. This, the pressure's on Anthony Davis and Colin. I don't like what I've seen when he's under pressure. I think they fold. I don't think they get in. Now, tonight's a big swing game. They play Dallas. There's no word yet on if Luka or Kyrie will play. Probably no Luka. Kyrie's been out for a little bit. If the Lakers win this, it's huge because then Dallas drops down and then all of a sudden Dallas is play-in or who knows. Uh, it's a log jam at the bottom of the West, but I don't think the Lakers get in. Not even the play-in. Well, it's just different. For years, we always felt like uh, the, the East had some good teams, but kind of unpredictable. I feel like the East, I know exactly what I get from the Sixers, um, the Bucks, and the Celtics. Uh, and I, I think Cleveland's probably a year away they're going to lose a bunch of close games in the playoffs to one of those three teams, but they're really, really close. They're just, you know, Mobley's young, Garland. they got some young guys. And I think Miami is always Miami. The West, it's just a weird year. It's like Denver's good, and, every, and but they have no history. And everybody else, you got the Luka Kyrie thing. Kyrie's always banged up. They don't play defense. You got the Clipper thing where Kawhi can't play back-to-backs. You think, you think the Clippers have a shot at getting out of the West? I think it's wide open. Yeah. I, I say, if, if KD comes back, and here's the good news, um, like when Andrew Wiggins comes back, if he did, or KD did, they're rested. So you're getting a guy that is, I mean, it, take a look at Golden State. Clay Thompson's having a great year. Steph is still remarkable. Tons of depth in the backcourt. You know what you get with Kayvon Looney. Uh, Kaminga's now... A, a, you know, a 15-minute-a-night uh, guy. He might he might be starting in the playoffs. If, if, if I told you tomorrow, Andrew Wiggins is coming back in a week. Now, he's got a very serious personal situation. I was told it's highly doubtful. He won't come back for the regular season. That's what I was told. Now, we don't know if they'll make the playoffs. So if he doesn't come back for the regular season, this team's on the road for a while. They can't win road games. They lost another one. So, but if I said today, Andrew Wiggins is back in a week, I would take, I would take the Warriors. But if he comes back just for the postseason, you got to play yourself in shape three weeks. Yeah. And this team just has not shown the ability to go on the road and beat bad teams. So, I mean, to me, the NBA Finals is going to be decided by who's not currently playing. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins and Kevin Durant. Because I think, I think if Andrew Wiggins came back, they're a finals team. I, I think Milwaukee's the best team in the league, adding Crowder, shot makers, players. I mean, between Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, and Giannis, three great defensive players. So I think, I think it's Milwaukee's year. What's interesting is if you're the Celtics and you make another run and you have no ring with this and you got close last year, 
But now you take a step back, you don't get to the finals. Because I think Milwaukee's absolutely better. What do you do with Boston? Well, we'll I mean, Robert what... Williams can't stay consistently healthy. You're getting to a point with Marcus Smart. He has now moved as a defensive player out of his prime. Well, let's see what player demands out this offseason. Will it be Carl Anthony Towns, perhaps, in Minnesota? We know that, you know, it's Anthony Edwards' team. Towns has missed, like, the entire season. Would you swap him for, say, a Jalen Brown? I mean, the only way to remake this team is unloading Brown, right? You can't, you're not off coming off Tatum. He's up first team all the But it, it's, it's one of those things with Boston. They're very – I saw this with Sacramento Kings for years. They were really, really good, and they just couldn't get yeah. through Sometimes the Lakers. Happens, yeah. And I think Boston feels like they're certainly capable of winning, but they are so beholden to Robert Williams being available. I mean, we know what we're getting with Tatum and Jalen Brown. And if Marcus Smart plays, you're getting about 16 points, you know what you're getting. If Robert Williams doesn't play, they're not. They're going to struggle with the Sixers, and they're going to struggle with the Bucs. They just don't have the size. and You can't depend on Al Horford. I think Boston's in a really interesting place, is that when you're really, like Cincinnati, in the NFL it's different. If you have Burrow, Jamar Chase, you're going to be fine, right? And you're going to keep them intact. But in the NBA, teams tend to get impatient. You tend to get impatient. And if, if Boston, Milwaukee's not changing anything if they don't win. And I doubt, I doubt Golden State feels right. desperate. Paul, Paul George is not an upgrade over Jalen Brown, is he? Paul George. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, over Jalen Brown? I mean, you're going to see some teams looking to change things up. That's saw, an we, interesting one. The Utah Jazz came to the end of their run. They said, Donovan Mitchell, let's get him out of here. Rudy Gobert, let, let's just start. I, I wouldn't make that move. Jalen Brown's been a very good. I like him. So, yeah, and but he's how also, else do you get this team better quickly? It's a great question. Do you move Hor- Horford retires, Robert Williams you move, and you inherit a big center deal? A center? I mean, I don't know what you do. Yeah. That's, why, that's why the Celtics' playoff runs fascinating. That's what we'll talk about this June. And I also don't think situationally they'll be as good as Milwaukee because I don't know if I trust their coach yet. Live in LA. See you Monday, The Herd. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.